Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Frost Buddy Podcast. I'm your lovely host, Brock Mimoser, also the co-founder of Frost Buddy. And we got a great one here today. We're going to do a little Q&A. And before I get started, you know, we're really starting to gain some traction. And I just want to ask, again, the fee is that you just share the show. And so, you know, if you learn anything, if you get inspired, if I give you some motivation for something, whether that's business, life, health, anything like that, please just share the show with friends, family, really anyone. Um, You know, they can subscribe anywhere now, uh, you know, whether that be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all the above. Um, And yeah, also just ask all questions to ask Brock at frostbuddy.com. And who knows, you might get on the Q&A like today. So recently I got a pretty good question and it's going to be a pretty quick one today because I don't have much time. And someone asked if being a product designer or designing unique, innovative products was always the plan and what it was the goal with that. What was the goal? So what was the plan and what was the goal? And you know, it's an interesting one because honestly, I don't get asked that very much anymore. I think people assume that this is what I had in mind. This is what I plan to do. And quite frankly, that's completely wrong. So, you know, I'll backtrack a little bit here on this. Um, you know, if you listen to previous episodes, I've said that I was in an entrepreneurial class in high school, uh, you know, started a small water bottle business there doing some like advertisement. And, you know, then as I went to college, uh, I went to the Kelly School of Business at Indiana University. And I was actually, you know, really just indecisive. Do I do entrepreneurship? Do I do marketing? Um, I didn't know. Um, so initially I was marketing, but the good thing about the Kelly School of Business is you don't have to decide until after your junior semester, first semester, which is called i And so with that, you basically have four main classes. You're going to have finance, accounting, management, and operations. And so that's kind of their hope is that you'll figure out, you know, out of the core, what, what are you interested in? Um, what did I even say? Finance marketing, management, and operations. I think I said accounting. There's not accounting. You don't do accounting in there because I hated accounting from the start and I knew I didn't like it um, because I was terrible at it. But (laughs) finance, marketing, operations, and management. So anyway, through I-Corps, you know, and I had started, you know, a couple other small side hustles that didn't really work out before then. So, you know, at I-Corps, I thought I was still wanting to do marketing and entrepreneurship, but finance to me, you know, we had a section that was really, really intriguing to me. We started talking about mortgages. We started talking about homes um, and just all of the different, you know, real estate things uh, or real estate topics. And, you know, I was like, you know, this is kind of challenging, but it's also really neat, like just how it works and, you know, just how you can generate revenue with real estate. And, you know, I kind of got excited about finance, like just the financial side of things and real estate and what that could do. So, you know, me being me, I'm a very curious person. So I'm always going to research. So, you know, I started to really look into it and research about real estate, watch videos and stuff like that. And, you know, before I knew it, I was like, you know, in my opinion, I think marketing and I think entrepreneurship are actually you know, skills that I can learn on my own, in my opinion. 
that's how I felt. I had talked to people that have done that major in school and I was like, you know, like I think I can do that on my own. I'm already doing entrepreneurship. Why should I major in entrepreneurship? It doesn't make any sense. So I was like, if anything, I'm paying this much money. I should get this hard skill. I should get this finance background, learn about, you know, the analytics, Excel, you know, all the different things that, you know, business analysis and data analysis could entail in the financial side of things. And then I really loved the real estate portion. So at IU, there's a co-major. So I could do finance and real estate all in one. And so I was like, you know what? That's it. I want to be a real estate investor. Like that is what I wanted to do. And I was dead set. Like, I mean, I freaking knew it. I was like, I was like, you can make so much money, like passive income, even though now that you, now that I know more about it, it's not passive income. There's no such thing. It's the guys that really make the money. There's a lot of active, (laughs) a lot of, a lot of active participation in that. Um, but it's okay. The YouTube gurus will tell you that it's all passive and that it's just the easiest world and the easiest way to make money. But I got into it. Um, you know, really, really loved it. I loved all the classes, loved everything that there was to, you know, to do with real estate. Um, and, you know, I started looking at properties, you know, in Bloomington, I started looking at properties back home and then in Indianapolis, like, and just soaking up, you know, like I did with digital marketing and, you know, online business with Frostbody, it was the same thing with real estate. I just started soaking up everything I could soak up. And, you know, as you start to do that, it starts to click, right? It started to make sense to me. And I really, I was so, so, so close and how my life could have looked way different. I was so close to buying a 10 unit apartment back closer to home. And I don't even, the only reason I didn't buy it, literally the only reason is because I wasn't there and I didn't know if it was big enough for me to hire someone to manage it uh, and do, do the management. And so that's where, you know, I'm a big fan of Grant Cardone and read his 10X book. And so for me, you know, it was like, okay, I'm either going to do that or I'm going to go all in. I'm going to find something that's, you know, big enough to where there's enough cash to manage it. So it just kind of, it kind of fizzled out, right? I was like, you know, I probably shouldn't take this on. I should probably focus on track. I should focus on school um, and do this and that and ended up not doing it, but still interested. And then I think that's when, you know, I, you know, I talked to a company called, oh my gosh, what company was that? I talked to a very major real estate brokerage company, um, guy come to our, talk to our class. And I was like, you know, this is really intriguing. Like maybe I could intern with them. And so I was looking for an internship for real estate. And actually, let me backtrack. Sorry about that. Let me backtrack. So, well, yeah, no, I talked to him. Okay. Sorry. My, my years getting mixed up, but I talked to him and, you know, ended up having a meeting with this guy who's very, very successful in real estate. So has sold, I think almost a billion dollars, maybe more than a billion dollars of real estate in Indianapolis um, and multifamily. And that's what I wanted to do. And so I go meet with him. Super nice guy. He actually also pole vaulted. So that was really cool. And then in the meeting, he's like, you know, listen, like you seem very entrepreneurial. You seem like you want to go get it. And he goes, honestly, he goes to do something like this and he goes in my corporate world he goes you're gonna have to dig your roots in for 25 30 years 
realistically to get where I'm at. He's like, that's what you're going to have to do. And he goes, and I don't want to put, he goes, you can do that at any point in time. He goes, you're 20 years old right now. He goes, the best time to go bankrupt is 20 to 30. (laughs) He goes, because you don't have a family, you don't have kids, you have no risk. He goes, so if you're going to go do something, he goes, go do something and go do it big. And that stuck with me, right? I was like, I left that meeting going, okay, here's this super successful guy that's got it. That's got exactly what, you know, I maybe thought I wanted, but now he's got, he's looking back going, you know, if I could have tried to do something on my own, I would have done it when I was your age. And so I kind of left that going, okay, you know, maybe that's what I'm supposed to do. Didn't really know though. And so continue on. And that's when, you know, ended up having a very good pull vault season that year. And if you go to the national championship meet, it ends up pushing, you know, mid June, right? And most internships start, you know, heck, mid May, end of May, maybe even the beginning of May. And so that's the punishment for, you know, spring athletes if they go to the deep in the postseason is that, well, all the internships are gone and, or they've already started. So you can't really get anything. So, I mean, me and my buddies, we're like, we got nothing. Like, we don't, like, we'd have to find some special circumstances. That's when, I just happened to be, you know, I think we were at some family gathering and sure enough, my cousin happens to work, you know, be an accountant at this, you know, he's kind of an individual's, uh, this individual, you know, sold his company for a ton of money. And essentially he started a real estate company, you know, to invest his own personal money, but it's built, it's like a company of like 20, 22, and I think now it's up to like 30. He happened to work there and he was, you know, one of the main accountants for him. And he, you know, he heard me, he's like, Oh, you're interested in real estate. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I definitely, you know, want to do real estate investing. And he's like, Oh, well, would you, you know, would you be interested in some sort of internship? He's like, you know, I'm sure that we could find some stuff like that you could do. You could, you know, just sit in on meetings, get your feet wet and kind of hear it out. And I was like, Oh yes, for sure. Like it's literally 20 minutes from my house. Like I can stay home at the summer train, but still go to work and just get some experience. I was super excited. I was like, yes, like, let's do it. Like start eight weeks. No big deal. Like that'd be super fun. And I could, you know, see what the real, real life real estate investing looks like. And I think this was the biggest turning point in what I wanted to do. I think (laughs) because at the end of the day, yes, small company, Yes, has that kind of startup mentality, investing a ton of money into, you know, dental offices and residential offices and stuff like that. Um, And at the end of the day, it was, I found out it was still a cubicle job (laughs) and it was still eight to five and I had to dress up every day. I sat at my computer, I about fell asleep and you know what? It sucked. It was freaking awful. Some days were fine, but most of the time I was just like, oh my God, like, what am I doing? Like, I'm so, like, I don't have anything to do. And even if I do, like, I'm not doing it for myself. Like, here, I've, I've never worked for the man and I've, I've never worked for someone. So, like, this is my first taste of, like, what is this like? And I'm like, this sucks. Like, I just, like, I don't know. It, it was like, it hit me. And so, midway through the, that summer, right? Probably five weeks in, 
because I loved the people. I absolutely loved the people. That was the one thing that kept me going as I was like, I love being in an office with these people. Like they're so nice. And it's just, it makes the days go a little quicker. And like the people aspect of that is the greatest thing ever. And it makes sense why, you know, like why that corporate world could, could work for some people, right? Like it wasn't for me, but the people portion of it, I was like, I do love this. But at the same time, I hit that point where I was like, I can't do this. I absolutely cannot, cannot work <laughs> in an eight to five for someone else, for someone else's dreams, for someone else's goals. When I think way too big, I think way too much for myself and like want to do things for myself. Like I was like, I just can't do it. I was like, so I have to, I said, this was, you know, I still had my junior and senior year left. And I was like, before my senior year, I will have a self-sufficient business. I have to. And I think that's the biggest difference, right? Is that now instead of a want to, it became a, oh my God, I know what real life looks like after this. Like I got, I got to do this. Like this is a need. I have to get this done. And so I think that's where it changes your motivation levels is it it's like it's like someone coming from rock bottom almost like they're like you know I don't have anywhere else to go well for me you know I'd gotten that taste of what it's like so now my motivation levels were at an all time high so I mean I just went to rapid speed I'm just searching 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 looking trying different things like what could work what could not and just learning everything I can I'm learning at all this point in time but at least you know I don't know what the heck that business was going to look like, but I knew that it was going to be on my own. I knew that I was going to be my boss because that's what I, I knew I wanted that. I should know what it, what the business would be, but you know what? I was like, it'll come fast forward. That's when Mitch and I sitting in the hot tub that one night and just happened to talk about, you know, the slim cans and how white claws and truly's are getting so big. And we're like, that light bulb moment. Oh, why don't we make a slim insulated koozie for those? Like the 12 ounce can ones are really popular with Yeti and stuff like that. So we're like, let's just, let's do, do the slims. And so that's where we just happen to, you know, look on Amazon. We see one other brand and we're like, wow, there might actually be potential for this. And sure enough, you know, it was just that little spark that started it. And such as the real estate, it was, okay, I don't know anything about this. I don't know anything about this industry, this world, but let's just start soaking it up. Let's start digging. And one day it's going to click. And, you know, I didn't know anything about designing products. I didn't know anything about what the process was like, but over time, it's been what, a year and a half coming up on two years here and like three months and so, you know, thing got like my supplier at first helps me out and he's like, you know, yeah, we can do the samples and we can do stuff like that. And now it's just a big evolution of, I'm like, okay, this is our product design process. When I get an idea, I'm going to send you some sizes to test out and measure out. You're going to send me back some, some 3d samples. I'm going to test those. I'm going to give you the fixes and we're going to just do some back and forth. But eventually we have that process down to where, you know, it's only three, four back and forth. And, you know, we're, we're producing a fully mass, mass production ready product probably within 
you know, a month, month and a half. It's just now the biggest question is what the heck's that product? What is the market like? And then is it possible to design something that they need, right? Like with the big buddy, for example, you know, we're like, oh, they want it to fit 20 ounce bottles. They want to fit soda bottles, sports drinks, and they want to fit 24 ounce cans. And that was like, I just happened to get the sample and I'm literally in a marathon gas station. I'm just testing bottles, bottles. And I look at the piece tea can. I'm like, you know, I wonder if that would fit. Had no, like our intention was just bottles. So with the piece tea can, I put it in there. I'm like, oh my God, son of a, like, that's the perfect freaking size. Like width wise. I was like, it's just a little too tall. And so I was like, why would we make a whole nother can cooler make people spend another $35 let's just make a taller lid and have them spend four or five dollars and like it's stuff like that like where it's like how can we just make it one percent better one percent better one percent better and we do that with all the products i'm looking at it going how can i make it just a little bit better and you know then we have that production process down and so you know with that i guess And now my mindset has completely flipped of thinking about products and thinking about this space. And so naturally I've become this product designer, right? But no, that was not my goal at all. That was not my plan at all. Like my plan was to be a real estate investor realistically. And I thought I was going to have by now, I thought I was going to have freaking you know, hundred and some units under my belt. And I was just going to be managing real estate and growing that, you know, it was still going to be an entrepreneurial venture. So at the heart of it, I knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur, but what that path looks like, you know, I could have never, ever dreamt of this. I think it's just, you can ask most entrepreneurs, right? There was a problem or there was an idea. We solved the problem, solved the you know, the issue at hand. And that just happened to be with a product. So that's just evolved. It evolves, it grows. And you just look at a business and you're like, oh, we can get better here. We can get better here. Oh, we can make this product. Oh, we can do that. Like, it's just a never ending, you know, snowball of we can get better. We can do this. We can improve. It's no different than life. Like I look at it going for from I'm age 23 to age 93, my whole life, I'll probably just be like, I can get better here. I can get better here. I can get better. You know, that is what I love about it all is that it's just really enjoying the journey and it's just seeing that. And so, yeah, that was not my plan. My goals, I just knew I had big goals. I don't have any specific goals, I guess, when people say to, you know, exit or sell or do this or that. I don't know that I have that. I think it's more for me about falling in love with the journey that you're on, falling in love with the process of learning, of growing. And, you know, that's what I'll preach to the end of time. That's how it was in pull vault. That's how it was in school. Like it's just falling in love with whatever process you're in every day. And so, yeah, hopefully that answers it. It was actually a little longer than I thought. Sometimes I get off on these little freaking stories and I just keep on going. So, you know, if you hate that, let me know. But, you know, I've gotten a lot of great feedback so far. But, uh, you know, 
that's uh happy happy wednesday everyone uh wouldn't say hump day because well every day is the same for me now which i love and um yeah go share the show tell your friends tell your family i think this was a pretty good one honestly so that was a hell of a question um who knew what it'd lead to that's what i love about q a uh, you never know what kind of stories it's going to lead to i honest to god didn't even remember some of that i forgot i almost bought that apartment till now um but yeah so share the show tell your friends family dog whoever and um you know ask brock at frostbuddy.com I'd love to answer them and we're going to keep rolling. So have a great day and just go get after it today.